Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It's the Garnet Trust Hour. Spencer Rattler, Gamecocks quarterback, joining us in studios on your home of the Gamecocks. Welcome in, man. I know you said it's been a little while since you've done some live radio, but we're happy to have you. Uh, everything doing well, though? 107.5. Yeah, everything's been great. You know, offseason's going well with workouts and uh, throwing sessions and stuff like that. So uh, getting into the routine and just going at it every day. The game. All right, welcome in. Chris Clark here. GamecockCentral.com. It's the Garnet Trust Hour here on 107.5 The Game. Go till 11 a.m. Special guest today, Kat Berry, Gamecock Women's Soccer. Kat, thanks so much for taking the time to be with us today. How are you doing? Good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Glad to have you here. Had uh, several athletes on so far from, uh, actually had one of your teammates on, Taylor Jacobson. Did you get to check that out? Yeah, I heard she did a great job. She told me she had a lot of fun. So. Did a phenomenal job. Yeah, we, we've had a lot of fun with the athletes. Uh, y'all make us feel bad about ourselves because you're like all so much more put together than we are <laughs> in our in our middle age uh, life. But um, Taylor did a great job. She talked about food some. Um she has the, the TikTok account and uh, yeah, all that good I did. stuff. I ended up, you follow that? I didn't even know about that until she talked about it on here. So breaking I follow news. now. Yeah. We're breaking news, news on the news air. News to me too. All right. But you've checked it out now. Yeah. I'll get your thoughts on that later. Um, Wes and I always end up talking about food during basically anything we do. Written, podcasts, radio, <laughs> anything like that. So we'll get your food thoughts. Um, we're going to talk about soccer. Um, talk about what you got going on in school, all sorts of stuff, uh, maybe get in some questions. So all that sounds good. We'll dive in. Looking forward to it. Uh, again, we'll be here until 11, 10 to 11 here on 107.5 The Game. Uh, first of all, here's a random question for you. We were just talking before we jumped on air about the pollen. Yes. What, do you, what are your thoughts on this? I don't think anywhere in the world has pollen quite like Columbia, South Carolina. Yeah. And I'll die on that hill. Last God. spring, I don't think like I could breathe for like four months. And then I'm from Boston. So I went home for the summer and our pollen season is like two months later. So it was like six consecutive months of just like pure allergies. So it's coming in this week and uh, not looking forward to it. Yeah, I, I was going to ask you. So being from Boston, I, I didn't have a good like barometer of how the pollen is up there. So like... Mild or I mean, maybe like less than here, but I think it's more so just different timing. We still get similar. <laughs> I'm not an expert on on the subject, but in my <laughs> in my relative opinion, I think that we we get similar probably just on a different time frame. Different time, different pollen time zones. <laughs> You're not a pollenologist or whatever you would call. Maybe I can take that up. Yeah, some kind of weather person <laughs> might know a little bit more about that. So. Let, let's go back. So you mentioned you're from Boston, and you end up down here among us Southerners in South Carolina. Um, let's go back to the recruiting process, if we can start there. So you, you know, coming up playing soccer, I know you, I know you played basketball and lacrosse, right? Yep. <laughs> okay, first of all, what is, 
it's probably easy to say that soccer is your best sport because of what you're doing now. But like, what's what's your second best? Um, probably basketball. Although toss up, I have I have one really good basketball story that's kind of relevant to uh, South Carolina, which I think is kind of interesting. Um, I played in high school. My team, our rival high school, was Worcester Academy, which, if mm-hmm. you know, that's where Aaliyah Boston went to high school. And so my team actually played her team like twice a year for my high school career. And so I actually like guarded her. I wish I wish I had the film for it somewhere for all of you guys. So I guarded Aaliyah one year in like our New England championship basketball game. She didn't score on me, but we lost the game. So you can decide who won that battle. But I'll take I'll take my win there. You guarded her the whole game. Uh, I don't know if I guarded her the entire game, but on she didn't score on any possessions. I was guarding her. It's like my claim to fame. You ask my team, they're like, we've heard this story 9,000 times. Every time she does something good, I'm like, guys, fun fact, you know, like I actually guarded her. It could have been like three minutes at this point. I don't know, it was like six years ago. But I'm like, this is my claim to fame. Like I guarded Aaliyah Boston. She fouled me and she didn't score on me. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. So when you said you guarded her, that's why I said the whole game. So I was trying to get a sense of, was it three minutes? We didn't shut her out. That's for sure. Okay. So you only got, I thought she went like 40 minutes solid of like (laughs) not letting her score. Aaliyah and I were going up and down the court. (laughs) No, I think. How many possessions? You don't know how many, you don't remember how many possessions? I mean, I can, I can try to find the huddle for you after this. I was going to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have a huddle highlight still up from basketball? (laughs) If you looked hard enough, I'm sure you could find something. Maybe Aaliyah's is on I'm there. Not gonna, I'm not going to challenge you. I don't know if I want to challenge you to that. but If if we if we find Aaliyah's high school highlight tape, though. Way who's was, but you won't be she, on I it. I won't be there. There's yeah. no highlights for her. <laughs> I, I, you can see me like somewhere else on the court, maybe. You can just like get the picture of the two of us playing against each other. Have, now, here's the key question. Have you told her this? Like, have you talked to Aaliyah and been like, hey, you remember me? We like definitely ha- like know who each other are and have like talked to each other since then, but I don't think we've ever had the conversation like, "Hey, remember when like I guarded you like during that New England playoff game?" Because I don't think she probably cares. And <laughs> if I had to guess, I wouldn't bring it up because then she'd be like, "Yeah, when we beat you," and I'd be like, "You're right, good point." You know, <laughs> that is what most people ask in the end. But I do think it would be funny to you know bring yeah. up at some point. I think I think you should bring it up for sure. I think we could do like a special. Segment. Maybe like special show. We could get like a pickup game. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't wish that on myself. <laughs> that would be good. You know, the scary thing, I, I got to say, my guess is, do you still play basketball? You probably don't play a lot. I, not like that type of basketball because the injury risk <laughs> right now, right. I don't think. You, you don't go Shelly shoot around though? Shoot around some, yeah. Okay. My guess is that your skills are probably not what they were when you were practicing a lot, and Aaliyah's probably gotten even better. Like, like a lot better. I mean, there are people who are, like, first-team All-Americans that can't guard Aaliyah, so I'm not going to sit here and sell that story that I'm going <laughs> to be able to compete at that level. Put you in for, what, a possession or two, I'll just t- like I'll you did my, in high school? I'll take my, yeah. Yeah, you can. You can. If I can make it like an up and down, like running race, maybe like if I can really like that's true. Get it going. Try to like tire her out. Maybe I'd stand a chance. Probably not though. I think she'd just reject me, and (laughs) I I would have no points. But if I can make it like zero zero and maybe like get one one shot up from like transition or something, we'll see. (laughs) A tie is not the worst thing. Just like soccer, right? I mean, it's not. It's not. (laughs) No, but it's not winning, and (laughs) that's true. But you know. 
You get you get what you can't. I mean, facing oh, off against the Lost. Overtime in our one v one battle. Yeah, you get you get what you can take there. Um, all right, so so high school recruiting. Um, tell us, uh, you know, I cover football recruiting mainly. Like that's my kind of prism that I I look through. And I uh, know a little bit about basketball recruiting, know a little bit about baseball. Admittedly, don't know a lot about soccer recruiting. Like, how early does it start? Yeah, so it's actually kind of crazy. So when I was being recruited, there were little to no rules other than that coaches couldn't directly contact you until your junior year of high school. So okay. I could call, like, at the time, I could pick up the phone and call Shelly and Jamie, but they couldn't pick up the phone and call me back if they, like, missed my call. So it was kind of like a little bit of, like, phone tag type of thing but when I was being recruited it was like eighth grade ninth grade was when people would commit for like the better players and then it would be like I think like sophomore like freshman sophomore year was kind of like standard and then if you were like committing as a junior or senior that was like late so Mm. things have changed they put in a new recruiting rule so like the girls who are freshmen now had that where you can't contact coaches at all until junior year so it's very different now but I was like an eighth grader taking phone calls from like college coaches, like, what do you want to major in? And I was like, what's a major? Like, I don't even know what that means. What's college? (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) They're like, what are you looking for in a school? I'm like, I'm in eighth grade. I don't even know like where I'm going to high school yet, let alone like, wow. Yeah. (laughs) It's hard to explain when you're like getting dismissed from middle school to like go on a college tour. So uh, I think it's for the best now that they've kind of changed the rules a little bit. So I've tried to figure that out. So when you look at, um, like baseball recruiting, it seems similar to that. Like football recruiting is pretty early too. I mean, you see every now and then you'll see a kid who is in eighth grade getting offered. You see freshmen getting offered a lot, um, sophomores, juniors, certainly. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But still, there's kind of a progression to where if you see a a kid that's a freshman or a sophomore committing, even in football, you're like, man, that's pretty early. Mm -hmm. But like baseball and from what you're saying, soccer, super early. So like, is it just because of the development track of soccer and the development track of baseball, like how the youth sports are? Is there like, I don't know, I I guess the rules are written differently, but it's, is it like a pressure on these colleges to identify kids super early? Is that what it is? Yeah, I think it's a combination of that and just like competition that like kind of built between college coaches. Like the idea of that if we don't get this player, someone else is going to. And so it just became like earlier and earlier and was one of those things that like just kept creeping like sooner and sooner because coaches just got like competitive and kind of like anxious about missing out on people. And so I think that kind of became a thing and I also think with soccer compared to some other sports like I'll tell anyone like you can't really pick soccer up later in life it's not like something in high school where you're gonna like walk out and like pick up I don't know I started playing lacrosse in high school I played like a tiny bit when I was younger but like I could pick up a lacrosse stick and like kind of figure it out and there's stories about like you know Northwestern with that whole like national championship run with that I don't think soccer is a sport where like if you pick it up in high school you're gonna play division one college so um, I think that there's some element of like players are developed enough that you have an idea kind of of the trajectory they like are going. Whereas like football, some of those other sports, like 
the physical development is such a huge thing and maybe like you can start a little bit later you can teach like skill sets if that like athleticism is there so I don't know I think it's a little bit more of like soccer is so tactical and technical that like those two elements you can kind of see you can understand how smart a player is you know their technical ability and kind of like can predict where they're going but I think mostly it's just like coaches trying to like out compete each other yeah so do you feel like they might miss on more players when I say miss like you know, mis-evaluate people? Because, I mean, you, look, you're taking a, a commitment from somebody who's a freshman. Mm-hmm. You know, is the hit rate still pretty high? I know you probably haven't, like, commissioned a study on it or anything. But. No, like, totally. It's actually kind of funny, and I tell people this all the time. Like, I had probably, like, eight or nine of us in my club, like, senior year class, and I think, like, already a bunch of them have transferred, or, like, I go home and they're like, I hate my school, hate everything about it. And so I think... Um, there's a combination of things of like people, the level they're at, the way they're committed to soccer, like when they're in eighth or ninth grade changes, like some people just like don't love it as much anymore. And then you get to college and you're like, wow, I committed to this like really big D1 school and I don't want to do that kind of lifestyle. So I think there's some element of that. And there's still that same element of like players five years later aren't going to be the exact same player they were. So um, I think that it is like that totally. Like there's a lot of, kind of missing or people falling short or people and coaches get so anxious that they have to like, commit someone or guess on someone and then you kind of like make the wrong decision but mm-hmm. it does work out in some cases too I mean like I think our program is pretty good evidence of that we have had like very few players want to leave so um, that's a good thing too so I don't know how much you want to get into this part of it but which schools did you like really heavily first of all when did you commit I committed, like, the summer right after my freshman year. Okay, so, you, yeah, pretty. Uh, I mean, I, I still feel like that's so early. I no, know you're saying yeah, it's not. Yeah, it felt but, like, so early. Wow, yeah. I think I was, like, the first athlete in any sport at my high school for, like, my year to commit by, like, a good amount of time. If that Months, gives yeah. reference to. Wow. So, which schools did you really heavily consider? Yeah. Um, I lived kind of all over the place. So, school is something that's, like, always been super important to me. Mm-hmm. So, and being from New England, like I did kind of the Ivy route, like I toured some of those, looked at that. Um, I also looked at a lot of ACC schools. So I looked at Virginia Tech, um, UVA, Duke. I toured at like Maryland, Northwestern, some of those like good academic Big Ten schools. Um, I looked all over the place, kind of just like a couple Georgetown was one that I kind of considered similar, like high academic, pretty competitive athletic Um, so I looked like all over the place, pretty much. I was, my mentality was if someone reached out to me, I would give them the time of day to phone call. If it was like within reason to go on a visit, I would go take a look at it type of thing. And then, um, that was kind of the way I looked at it. And then South Carolina reached out and I came down to visit and the rest is kind of history. So what was it about South Carolina? Yeah, for me, it was that I didn't have to sacrifice anything. Like that's kind of what I tell people. So I actually really knew little to nothing about it. And it was kind of like just good luck. Shelly and Jamie um, and our old assistant coach at the time, I think like stumbled across one of my games at a showcase Memorial Day weekend of my freshman spring. And so they reached out to my club coach and were like, hey, we'd love to have like talk to her on the phone, have her come down and visit. They watched me again at our like playoff event in June of that year. And then I came down and visited over the summer and kind of like Jamie sent me a bunch of info about like, 
the school here, like all the stuff like the athletes had, like, you know, the videos of like 650 and everything like that. And being from New England, like there just aren't like those types of like SEC schools. Like we just don't have those kinds of like facilities, you know, like at BC, lacrosse and soccer share the same one turf field. And it's like not even on the main campus, like stuff like that, where you're just like, coming down here and seeing that we had our whole building that was just for soccer. I was like, this is insane, let alone like the stadium and everything like that. So um, that was just kind of like eye opening for me that that existed. And then I also did, I felt like I could get top 10 soccer compete for conference titles every year, national titles, NCAA tournament. I didn't have to sacrifice school because I found out about the honors program here. So for me, that kind of put it up on target with like the other academic schools that I was looking at. And it just was like a culture. I loved the way that people like talked about, felt about the university. It's like kind of like I touched on like nowhere else up by me. Like no one walks around and is like, you know, go Eagles or like go UMass. <laughs> like it's just not the same. Like I'll be home in Massachusetts and people walk around and they're like, see my Gamecock stuff. And they're like, go Gamecocks. Or I have like a South Carolina thing on my car and I was at a red light and some guys like waving me down at the window and I'm in Plymouth, Massachusetts. Like, this is like nowhere near here. And I like roll my window down. He's like, do you play soccer at South Carolina? And I'm like, yeah, like I do. Like, and he rolls his sleeve up. It has a giant Gamecocks tattoo. And he's like, go Gamecocks. And I like literally, I'm like, this is not real. Like I, I'm in Plymouth at one, two, the guy felt so strongly about it that he had to like get my attention to roll my window down. And then like we drove off and like went on with our days. But that's like my story I always tell for like, South Carolina fans are like no other. And so I think to me, like just people that were so passionate about their school, like that was something I wanted to be a part of. All right. Cat Barry here with us on the Garnet Trust Hour here on 107.5 The Game. Going to take a quick timeout back on the other side. Going to talk more soccer with Cat, And we're going to put her on the spot on a couple of things here. We'll be right back. It's the Garnet Trust Hour on your home of the Gamecocks. 107.5 The Game. All right, back in with the Garnet Trust Hour. Chris Clark here with you here on 107.5 The Game. Got Kat Berry here with me in studio and just uh, kind of breaking down her journey from Massachusetts to come down here to South Carolina and play soccer. Plenty of soccer to dive into because I'm very interested in the team this coming season and Kind of how you guys have been preparing, all that good stuff. But right now, I'm going to put you on the spot if that's okay. All right. You don't know that I was going to do this. Uh, got some questions for you. And then we're also going to play a little word association okay. in a second. <laughs> we're going to ask you about some people and some things all right. and see what you think about them. All right. But first of all, I told you, I teased that we were going to talk about food. Mm-hmm. I've got to talk about food or we, we have failed here. <laughs> so um, favorite food go just like just any food yeah favorite food Mm, i'm a big like breakfast like go out to breakfast type of person so like anything like blueberry pancakes waffles that type of stuff also love sushi so that's like high on my list um italian food would be like my other kind of like direction so like uh pasta with like vodka sauce chicken marsala anything along those lines that's kind of my wheelhouse i gotta say boston has Boston's awesome, just in general, but they have some of the best Italian food ever. Yes. I can't remember the place that I went. It was in the... You got it. The North End? North End, yeah. I was like, which direction is it? I think it's (laughs) North, yeah. The North End, uh, we were like, it was like we were down in some dungeon or something, but it was absolutely outstanding. Totally how it is. (laughs) Yeah. It was like, uh, the guy that served us was like a mob boss, I think, but I mean, he was, but it was 
ab- absolutely awesome. Um, sushi, do you do, do you like just rolls, right? Yeah. Raw, cooked, anything, doesn't matter? Um, I'm not like anything, but like within reason. Within reason, you're good with it. Okay. All right. If you had a superpower, what would it be? Like I could pick any superpower. It's a superpower. You can um, make anything Probably up. to like be able to like, tra- like teleport or like transport from one place to the other. That's mine. That is... Like, some people are, like, fly or whatever. Yeah. I'm like... Why would you, you do that? Teleport. <laughs> just, yeah. You're just instantly there. Yeah, that would be it. I'm totally with you on that. All right. Now, soccer-related question here for this next one, and we'll probably dive into this. You can't give away your secrets, but what what is your what is your PK strategy? What's the go-to? Yeah. Um, well, I'm a huge believer in, like, you have to just, like, practice them. It's something that, like, you have to get down to be a science. So that's something, like, I've grown up going out to the field and taking, like, a 100 of them. And if I miss one, like, you start over and you have to, like, hit, you, like, say what spot you're going to hit and you have to hit it type of thing. So it has to kind of be automatic. But I think more than anything, it's a mentality. You have to go up there and love that moment, love that pressure. And so for me, it's just been, like, training myself a little bit. And also it's kind of like an instinctive, like, you know, some people can handle that moment and some can't. And um, so for me, it's like, I'm all about that. I want to be in there in that moment. And so that's kind of like always been how I am. And I feel like you have to just like own that. Even if like, maybe that's not you, you just have to kind of like <laughs> tell yourself it is and uh, be confident and go up there and just do whatever you decide to do with conviction. Do y'all uh, fight over who takes PKs in the game like you see players sometimes doing? Um, I wouldn't say we've ever like fought. There's been times where I think like the jobs went up for grabs, but for the most part, like we have a plan before the game usually. And like Shelly and Jamie have decided that even like last weekend we had like a scrimmage and they're like, all right, if we get a PK, this is who's taking it. And so we always kind of know. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Premier League or La Liga? Premier League, not even close. Probably. That was a quick <laughs> answer. Um, why? Well, my favorite team in, like, the entire world is Tottenham. So they're in the Premier League. And I just grew up watching it. I think it's just, like, the best brand of soccer. It's so fun to watch. The fans are so into it. I think it's, like, a lifestyle. It is everywhere in Europe, I think. But um, probably spoiled, we have such access to the Premier League in the U.S. now. And kind of growing up, that's, like, what I always watched. Um, But I just think it's fun to watch. Players are, like, so good. And it's, like, the kind of soccer that I like to watch and play. So you like uh, Harry Kane? He is, like, my idol. Like, really? Okay. The, like, if I could model myself, like, and the way I played after one player, like, he is it. Okay. For, do like, you, the last 10 years of my life. When you hit a, a shot in practice, do you yell Harry Kane? Like uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, like, my whole team knows I'm, like, a crazy Tottenham fan, and, like, he does anything good or bad, and I'm, like, the first one to hear about it, of course, even though, like, I know, like, he, he misses a PK in the World Cup, and, like, I'm getting, like, 10 texts about it. Up about it and then like you know he could score the best goal ever and everyone's like man city's still better and i'm like all right like i got it our whole team is man city fans pretty much so, so yeah so who's your least like most hated soccer team arsenal uh 
Jay Phillips, who does the halftime show here, big Arsenal fan. I'll tell him of this. You should, please. Tell him I send He's, all uh, of my hate to Arsenal. Ooh, yeah, I feel it. It's pretty, pretty strong. Um, man, you know, I, I'm more of, so here was my strategy with the Premier League. I deliberately didn't pick a team so that I could, like, enjoy it more. You know, yeah. does that make sense? Yeah. So, I kind of just root for players more than like a team. Yeah, that's it's strategy. I think that <laughs> like, oh, part of the really fun is it. like the pure hatred that like you just yeah. have for like the other teams and the rivalries that become. But there's something to that. My roommate didn't have a Premier League team, and like me, one of my other friends, and like one of like two of our friends. One was Man U. I'm Tottenham, and my other friend was Man City, and so she'd kind of like watch our games, sort of root for Man City. I'm like. You have to pick a different team. It can't be any of those three. Like we're we're not teaming up on anyone here. Like we can't have two Man City fa- like fans in the group. So I'm like, pick any other team. She's kind of like, uh, I don't know. I'm like, you know, what? I'll pick one for you. Like I'll find a team that you should root for and give you like a reason. Okay. So I'm like, you should be a Leeds fan. I'm like, I'll die on this hill. I just think it's like a good. It's a good pick. It's like no one's really a Leeds fan, so it's kind of fun. They're like decent, play pretty fun soccer, and now they have like six Americans on the team. They just had an American coach. They fired him. But I'm like, you should be a Leeds fan. It'd be awesome. And she, like, kind of at first, like, it became a joke. And then, like, it became serious. And now she's, like, actually a Leeds fan, like, follows the games. I'll come home. Like, she used to, like, watch Premier League when we'd watch it. But, like, I'll come home and she'll have, like, actually turned the TV on and be like, look, Leeds is on. And I'm like, this is, like, the best thing ever. And she's actually going over to London for spring break and is going to watch Leeds play. Like, she's that that committed. Wow. So I really think it's pretty awesome. In. Yeah. So if, if you need to figure out who you, the right Premier League team is for you, contact me. I'll, um, I match. I'm a matchmaker. <laughs> yeah, er- everybody, everybody, get it, cat. Yeah. Find out if you don't. If you don't have anyone but Arsenal, I can work with. So, yeah, you can't convince anybody to like Arsenal. No, there's just no chance. No. Well, there's just no reason to. <laughs> they have nothing. Unfortunately, aren't they doing? They're doing pretty well right now. I don't want to talk about it. Okay. Well, we'll we'll get you a special segment with Jay Phillips at some point. And you, he, you. We'll do and like him a can, North London derby. Yeah, y'all or can something. Go, go back and forth on that. Um. All right, so you mentioned, since we're talking about Britain, so you've got some teammates and have had some teammates from over there. Yeah. Do you all talk about food at all? Because I've got to say, like, I may be like, it, it may be like a stereotype on my part, but like some of the stuff that I see that they serve over there at their soccer games, what is this? It's like the the mashed up like peas and stuff. Yeah, I don't know about that. I've never, no, I don't think I've, heard of that i played with anna pat in my yeah. freshman fall and then we have maddie elston right now who's from england so we've definitely learned and seen some of their like new hobbies and uh like you know little mannerisms and things about it that's just like you're like hold up what did you just say or like what are you talking about that you guys do um which is funny i can't think of like a really good example but it's definitely different and it's it's fun having someone in the locker room that's just like from a totally different world in some regards so yeah, um, it brings it brings a little something else. I, I'm I'm fascinated because I I just feel like um, like anything that somebody from anywhere in Great Britain they say anything it's just instantly more interesting to me just because I just love the accent. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It's true. It's uh it's fascinating to me. But no, pe- people do have some different mannerisms. Like even things that they say, like um, people from Canada, we knew and. They were talking about going to look at a movie sometimes. Like, what, are you going to buy it? Like, are you looking, like, watch <laughs> like the movie? Like, look at the, like, cover of No, the, no, yeah, they yeah. were, yeah, like, they were going to watch the movie <laughs> in the theater, but it was a look at it. So, um, yeah. Take, yeah. It, it, it is kind of fascinating. 
Here with Cat Berry on the Garnet Trust Hour. We are going to take a quick timeout, and when we come back on the other side, little word association with Cat, and then we are, I promise, we're going to talk about some Gamecock women's soccer as well. It's the Garnet Trust Hour on your home of the Gamecocks, 107.5 The Game. All right, we're back. Garnet Trust Hour here on 107.5 The Game. I'm Chris Clark, joined here in studio by Cat Berry, who has now given us her favorite foods. Her teleportation superpower, even a little bit of PK strategy. Hopefully, nobody from um, nobody from the other SEC schools was listening yet, and so you didn't you didn't give away too much though. You just came to kind of your mindset as opposed to you know where you're going to put it. So, no problems there. Uh, going to do a little bit of word association here. Um, now, first of all, you gave me one that I did not have written down, but I just think it's funny, so I'm going to do it again. Arsenal, the worst. I won't limit you either. To, yeah, you can do a phrase. You can do one word. Whatever you want to do. All right. Shelly Smith. Um, the goat. <laughs> I thought you might do the best. The goat. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Tom Brady. Also would fit the goat. <laughs> Shelly, Tom Brady, same, same thing. Same level. Yeah. Same wavelength. I think Shelly would like that comparison. Okay. Okay. Um, New York style pizza. Good. It's not the north end of Boston. <laughs> Describe the. We'll, we'll get off the word association for a minute. Like what? What is the proper kind of pizza for you? Well, I, honestly, like New York is good. Um, and like deep dish is like a no. Like that's just a, it's a cold take. I don't know. Whoever thinks that's like the best kind of pizza. I think I don't know if anyone as anyone listening's ever been to Regina's in the North End. Mike Yuva, if you're if you're out there, yeah. you'll know what I'm talking about. Um, they have like the actual original location in the North End. That's like my favorite pizza ever. So it's just like classic Italian pizza, and I think you got you got to stick to the basics. Peanut butter on a burger? Ew, no. Okay. Have you tried that? Jack Browns, have you ever been there in um, Five Points? They do that. I've heard James Hicks told us about that from the baseball team. Really good place, but yeah. I would not try that one. Well, let me give you his preference then. And uh, so I ran this by Adam Luckhurst too. Okay. Um, so James is a proponent of the barbecue chips on a burger. Yes, that is like, all right. That is, yes. Our, a bunch of my friends, all that's the one they get at Jack Browns, but I'm okay. totally on board of that. Okay, you're on board. Um, yeah, Adam Luckhurst was was on board with that too. Um, Philadelphia Eagles, like un, like not good. You have a lot of disappointment. Pit, pit, <laughs> disappointment. So you you don't like them, or you're just disappointed? No, like by they them. just. I feel like they disappoint. They're like I feel like every year the Eagles are like we're the best, like we're gonna win everything, and do, and then they just end up. Losing, minus I think they beat us once, but Patrick Mahomes overrated. <laughs> Coming in hot. I knew that reaction taste. was going to come. He's that- good. He's not Tom Brady. Well, it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. 
says somebody from Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm used to the, the I get the like the digs at this. No, it's time. just I, I I enjoy. I mean, you just have some strong reactions yeah, to some things. You got a little bit of you know oomph behind it. <laughs> Pretty interesting. All right, so I told you um, after this, I'm going to coach my girls in soccer. So I need some tips. Okay. Um, soccer drills. What What do you start with? Well, it depends. You know how old, what kind of formations, what you're trying to teach. Well, you got. Let, let's say you got kids who definitely have not come up and played academy since they were, you know, in kindergarten or whatever, and uh, church league soccer. So they're not looking for anything out of like Jamie Smith's book of like. I I, I doubt they would understand, nor would the coach, which is me understand Jamie's book. So we probably um we're probably gonna be sticking with things like uh sharks and minnows. I was gonna say the coach. bread and butter, like you can just throw them in, whoever scores stays on type thing. That's, the one where you number everyone and you call it a number and two, you throw a ball out and they, they go and play one V one to goal. That's <laughs> some classics. That is what we generally try to like try Star to, Wars they have to like run through and you try to like kick each like hit them with the ball as they run through the middle. Yes. That those are all pretty fascinating. Um, I've had some interesting moments on the soccer field. Ma- mainly you're just like a herder, not really even a coach yeah. at that point. They don't so. really want to hear what you have to say, usually at that age. Yeah. Just try to keep them on the field and <laughs> you're doing pretty well. When did you start playing? When I was like three or four. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, when did you know that you were pretty, you know, had a chance to be pretty high level? Or did somebody tell you? Yeah. Um, pretty high level. Well, my, like, I think the terms of, like, knowing that, like, soccer was probably where I should put, like, my time and energy was probably, like, fifth, sixth grade. I think I played, I played basketball, like, when I was really young, kind of through elementary school. And then I think, like, middle school, that kind of, like, fifth to sixth grade came around. And it was like, all right, you're probably going to have to, like, figure out where we're going to be putting our time and energy. Like, you can't do everything anymore. I don't ever remember it being much of a debate. I think soccer was just like what I loved always Mm -hmm. from like when I was four and I started playing. And I also think like it was just like pretty obvious to me to I think everyone at the time, although I don't really like remember having like ever having to have a conversation where it was like, what do you want to pick? Like, I think it was always soccer and that's kind of how it's always been for me. And then you picked up lacrosse, you said in high school. Yeah, freshman year of high school. And then basketball? So I came back to basketball. I played until like fifth grade, and then I stopped playing in middle school, and I came back to it in um, my sophomore year of high school. When you jumped from uh, to South Carolina, um, I would say like I said, jump up in competition level, but is it in soccer? I mean, it it is like from high school, but, you know, just with how soccer is and like club and everything like that, like, is it just like a huge? I think it's a huge jump. Yeah. Um, and I tell everyone this, like, I had no idea at the time, but like the college game is just so different. High school is high school. I don't think that you can compare that at all. I think for most people who are serious soccer players, high school is basically something you do for fun and to like represent your community and your school. Um, it's kind of like for the love of the game type of thing. Like you go and you get to like kind of be big fish in a small pond and kind of have that experience of competing for like state titles and stuff like that. That is important to like you and your school and stuff like that. But in terms of like development club is the biggest like stage probably for lack of a better term for like a youth soccer player other than like youth national team stuff for like the U S. So, and even then the jump I think is massive. I say all the time like club soccer, I didn't realize at the time, but it's so much of it is like, 
all right, you guys are really good. Like, go out and just, like, win. And I got to college, and I was like, there's just so much more to this. And luckily, like, I had watched a lot of soccer, and it's stuff that, like, I was interested in. So it wasn't like it came, like, impossibly hard. It's just, like, totally different. You have to learn to, like, watch film, be able to, like, critique yourself, understand, like, where you're supposed to be, positioning, like, how to run a press, how to, like, do different things. And I actually, like, funny enough, I credit, like, my high school basketball coach in some ways because we ran a very systematic um, system in high school basketball, especially defensively. So I had to learn how to, like, kind of function in that, like, okay, you have to be here. This is your slide. This is where you're supposed to be. This is the area you're responsible for, kind of like that, whether it was, like, a full-court press or we'd play, like, different zones. And so I actually think it's funny, like, when I came to South Carolina, I kind of, like, think about that sometimes still of like, all right, now we're pressing. So what does this look like? And how do I slide? And where, how do I read this pass? How do I see someone's eyes? So it's kind of funny. Like um, you just learn to like work in that system. And for some people it works really well. Like you can take like these, the jobs you have to be responsible for and you better be responsible for them type of thing. Um, And for some people, I think that's really hard just because you're so used to like, it's so free and do whatever you want. And kind of like, it's an adjustment physically speed of play. Like all that stuff is totally true. But also, I think it's just like a completely different game set pieces like that just aren't that big of a thing. in like club mm-hmm. soccer, it's like kick the ball in the box on a corner in club soccer. And here it's like, where are we aiming with the service? Where are our runs going? Do we have like people running to shoot at the top of the box? Someone on the goalie, like just so many more things that go into it than just and that's just for one set piece, let alone like pressing or playing out and actually in the run of play, like strategies and different things that like we're conditioned to do. So it's very different for sure. Definitely an adjustment. Do, do you feel how much more comfortable? I know it's, the game's still hard. I know like at any level yeah. because, but how much easier, how much more comfortable are you than you were as a freshman though? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's huge. Definitely. Yeah. I think even just like from a training standpoint, um, I don't think like anyone in our environment is ever like comfortable in the sense of like, you're like, well, I don't have to like worry about anything. Yeah. Cause like, yeah. Our coaches will like if you're a senior and you're not, you know, performing like you'll sit the bench or you'll not mm-hmm. start like even if you're a senior captain, it doesn't matter. Um, and so like you're never like totally comfortable. But I do feel like now like I've learned like how to take like the criticism I've learned, like what my coaches are looking for and like what the standards are and different things like that. And also just like I'm less scared of like making mistakes and some of that type of right. stuff. And so that just kind of, like, allows me to, like, take some of the pressure off, at least that, like, okay, like, it's practice. Or even in a game, like, I'm more confident taking chances and doing some things. Probably, like, I scored some goals this year that, like, I wouldn't have even thought to, you know, take defenders on or make runs that, right. like, you can, if you watch back, you'll probably know what I'm talking about. But uh, there are a couple of goals this year where, like, I went on some dribbles that I'm, like, freshman year cat would never have done that. <laughs> or even just, like turning in the center of the field and like driving up the, I would have been like, all right, turn and connect to pass. Like, just don't mess up. And now I'm like, all right, how can I like be dangerous or how can I do mm-hmm. something like creative or be me? It just adds like a level of like calmness and just creativity that you can't maybe have as much perspective on as a freshman. When we come back on the other side, we'll talk more, wrap up here with Cat Berry, talk a little bit more about this season's Gamecock soccer team, exciting times in Columbia with uh, what Cat and Coach Smith and her teammate, all of her teammates have done. Chris Clark here at the Garnet Trust Hour. We'll be back on the other side. It's the Garnet Trust Hour on your home of the Gamecocks. 107.5 The Game. All right, it's the Garnet Trust Hour. Chris Clark here with Gamecock Soccer's Cat Barry here in the studio with me, wrapping up our last segment. We've had some fun so far, and uh, going to wrap up now talking a little bit about 
your typical day and um, also, you know, just an outlook for this season's soccer team. Um, before we get into that, a, a couple other leftover, just like big picture soccer items. So the women's game, um, certainly when you look at like the U.S. national team, is, is well advanced. Yeah. Why do you think that is? And what do you think has to happen, if you have any thoughts on this, for the men's game to take more yeah. hold? I think there's a couple of things to it. Um, I think one element is just that, like, in the U.S., I think for a long time, like, soccer was one of the few sports that, like, was widely accessible for women. And so I think, like, men have just had more sports that they've had access to, which kind of, like, draws out the talent pool because you have talented athletes that maybe are going into other sports instead of soccer. Um, I also think just, like, the focus on it overseas because, like, it is one of their main sports. Like, they've put time, energy, money resources and years into developing it and I just don't think like we've caught up on that yet I think it's definitely moving in the right direction I think the women's game is so far ahead also here just because like even from like a human rights standpoint like you like women in the U.S. have been able to play sports for so much longer so we've had kind of like the ability to advance and develop and have more resources for women even in soccer than other countries and still where we have work to be done um, in leveling the playing field just across the board in all professional women's sports but um, compared to other countries, I think we had a head start. I do think other countries are catching up now and leaning on the infrastructure that they've developed for like men's soccer teams, which is going to help them and make us have to raise our level as well. So one of the things, I, I mean, I picked up soccer as a fan, not a player. I do goof off and play sometimes, <laughs> but I picked it up as a fan like much later in life. Yeah. Um, kind of, you know, just never really watched it. And part of that was the accessibility. Mm -hmm. Like I was watching the World Cup one year and I was yeah. like, this is amazing. Yeah. And so that's where I kind of fell in love with it. But a lot of people are still haters on soccer. I mean, you know. Yep. <laughs> so, all right. Last game that we're going to play today before we get into some things. Give us like a one minute. Make your case. Somebody who doesn't watch soccer or like actively is like a hater of soccer. Why they should love soccer. Yeah, I think there's a lot of reasons that you should love soccer. Starting off, you can watch it. It's a 90 minute game. We only take a halftime break, so there's no commercials. You don't have yes. to sit there and watch a million commercials and watch us stop and drink water for like <laughs> 10 minutes every five seconds. Um, additionally, it's super physical. It's exciting. It's constantly moving. The game is never the same twice. Two plays will never play out the same, even if you completely intend them to. Also, I just think it is one of the most widely played sports in the world. So in terms of just like variety, creativity, and connection, it's a sport that can take you across the globe connect you with people from all over the world and just it's fun to watch people love it people are super passionate about it and it brings a sense of community so i think in a way that maybe no other sport internationally can do soccer draws people together and i think that that's one of the most special things about it even in rivalries tottenham and arsenal whatever it is south carolina clemson like it people get brought together over the sport which is really special so i mentioned we were going to kind of go over uh, yeah, kind of preview your team for this year but also go over your typical day so i think Something that we always try to shine some light on from a media perspective is just how hard y'all work as student athletes mm -hmm. and how much you have going on. Um, walk us through a typical day. It could be in season, out of season, but just how packed the calendar is. Yeah. Um, for example, um, today, so in the spring, we train every morning. So we are out on the field at like seven something. Um, we'll train for like an hour and a half, depending on the day come in, we'll lift. Today we had a meeting after lift. I had class um, at 10.05. So I went to physical chemistry too. Um, I don't know if anyone is familiar with that. Sounds really I fun, I bet. 
Um, <laughs> and then from there, I went to work. I work in a research lab on campus. So I headed over there to get some hours in for the week. And then I had an exam at 250 for biochemistry. So I went there and then I came right here to get on the radio. So, uh, you know, kind of a busy day. It just depends. In season, we travel a lot more. So um, we miss school sometimes. We train in the afternoon sometimes. But typically, our days involve, you know, a, a long practice block, two to three hours. We're there an hour ahead of practice time. So if practice starts at seven, we're there at six, um, rolling out, fueling up, getting ready to go, getting taped up, whatever it is. Um, and just like being, a, we have film. So if we had a game, we'll watch film before we go out to train, stuff like that. So we stay busy for sure. Our team is also doing a bunch of like community service initiatives this spring. So we've been doing elementary school visits um, and some other things like that. So that's been a weekly thing that every single person on our team has been committing at least an hour or two weekly as well. So we stay pretty busy, especially uh, in season, but also definitely out of season as well. Well, y'all, I've noticed your team does a lot of outreach, like community service, like you said, but also do a really good job with the fans. Yeah. So um, Derby back at Stone Stadium, like what have you thought of the fan support from the Gamecocks since you've been playing? Yeah, like when I mentioned earlier about just how amazing like the culture is down here, our fans, soccer specifically as well, is like unmatched. They've been top two, three nationally attendance in the country every year, both men's and women's soccer which is just unbelievable. We get thousands of fans and packed houses for college games, which is just like something I'd never seen before. And so I think our fans are just the best. They cheer for us through ups and downs. They're there in August and they're there in the cold in November. They travel with us around the country. We have the graveyard shift, which will drive like all the way down to the SEC tournament to be there for us. Um, so it's just unbelievable. And it's we're so grateful for everything they do. So all of our efforts are basically as a way to say thank you. And that's what we try to do with our like, and appreciation clinics and with like Familia FC and just getting ways for people to be connected, going back out into the community to see like the kids that do come to our games and um, kind of give back to them. And that's something that like we've always wanted to do and we've been committed to and we'll continue to do so. So I know um, maybe a little bit of a sore subject, but, you know, kind of is what it is. I know you don't mind talking about it. This uh, last season, y'all had a good run, but I know I know you well enough to know that you're not satisfied with that. Um so tell us about seriously though what you accomplished last season as a team kind of when you look back on it what are your thoughts on the season and how can you bring that forward like what's the outlook for this year yeah I think a couple of big takeaways I had from last year um starters we had an undefeated non-conference for the first time while I've been here so that was huge um we played some really tough opponents and so I think that experience was something that definitely I'll lean on and like kind of having that I actually my freshman year was COVID and then my sophomore year, I got hurt during non-conference. So I missed almost all of our non-conference portion. So it's the first year I had kind of like that full experience. Um, so that's definitely something that I learned a lot from. And then um, our SEC season, regular season was kind of tough up and down. We just not as bad as I think like my sophomore year, but a little bit just like we started off losing our first game, which was just kind of a bummer. But I think my biggest takeaway about our team from this year is like, the grit we had to bounce back um, and we got knocked down a couple of times but we never quit and we never stopped believing like in our team and I think in other years um, not that we've ever been a team that has given up or like you know hung our heads but I think this year's team especially kind of refused to be denied like we knew we wanted a trophy and if one opportunity passed us like we were going to make sure we were ready for the next and so I think like we lost you know to Vanderbilt and we thought we might be out of the East and then we went to Tennessee and hammered them 6-1 and so it was kind of like a way of making our statement of like we're not going down without a fight one and two like 
we're not scared of anyone and like we're ready to go and we're going to get our next opportunity. And so I think like it's a long season, so you're never going to win every game. And in the SEC, like you might have to win every game to win the conference, which is tough. Um, but we knew like we'd get a clean slate at the tournament. And so I think we approached that with kind of like a fresh outlook and went in and did exactly what we set out to do. And so I think that for me is like a week that I will never forget the experience mm-hmm. from it, just of like how committed we all were. I think everyone was like just so focused on what the end goal was. And I think that was pretty evident. And I also think it was awesome because everybody thought Alabama was going to win. Yep. They literally did a TV special where they like literally only carry, um, they only covered Alabama. And then at the end they're like, but then South Carolina won on this day. And you know, <laughs> sometimes that happens and thank you for coming. And we kind of watched that and we're like, wasn't an accident. Like we won that game fair and square. And so I think um, that's something that like we've always known we can compete with anyone. It's just finding, continuing to find ways to do it consistently over and over again. And I think we were much more consistent this year than we were last year. And even heading into the NCAA tournament, like we put up some good performances against like a Wake Forest team that competed with some of the ACC teams this year, like win to nothing. We compete against Harvard, who people had as like a college cup outlier and like basically put them away in the first half. So I think that like those types of performances that have become standard for us or like become an expectation are something that we'll continue to build off of. And then it's finding ways to like, yes, that Alabama game, like we are capable of that, but how can we do that? You know, every single time we play a team of that caliber over and over again, because we know that's like, we have the talent to do so. We just got to keep finding out like ways to do that. And I think um, we know we could have gotten more out of that last game in the NCAA tournament. And I think that at least personally, that will sit with me for a while. I know like my sophomore year when we lost in the Elite Eight, that game, like still, I think about all the time. And I think that was something like I carried with me into this year, that kind of chip on my shoulder. And I think that's exactly how my team's going to take um, that Duke loss this year. And I think we'll be ready, you know, going into this next year to continue to want to push forward. And I think we're already doing things that like we've never done in springs or off seasons before, whether it's like mental performance, strength stuff, um, you know, just like conditioning soccer wise, like we're ready. So I think that's like an exciting thing. And you can see that there's a purpose right now to everything that we're doing and people like, want to keep pushing which is exciting good stuff all right cat hey i've uh, had fun hope you have too um good stuff from you as always it's the garnet trust hour i've been joined by cat barry thanks everybody for listening and the gamecock central takeover hour is next judy was boring hello then judy discovered chumbacasino.com it's my little escape now judy's the life of the party oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon whoa take it easy judy the Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.